Good evening. And now, the Inspirational Quarterly. Hello, and welcome back to the Inspirational Quarterly, the world's only ongoing read, review, and discussion of the 2006 novel Starcraft Ghost, no- Starcraft Ghost Nova by Keith R.A. DeCandido. Remember that. DeCandido. If you've been saying it, DeCandido, you're wrong. You're uh, directly assaulting another human being with your words. You're ruining their lives. Yes. Every time you say DeCandido, Keith feels a small stab in his heart. So think about that. He hates it and he hates you. And let's just, you know, keep that in mind. I am Davey Reedon, and joining me today is Kara Ellison. Hello, Kara. Hello, it's me. It's Kara Ellison. I am here, and I am here to read today, and I'm very excited. If you are still listening to this podcast after all this time, welcome back. Thanks for sticking with it. We are on page 158 (laughs) of StarCraft Ghost Nova. We officially crossed the halfway line. Um, yes finally we are we, halfway we, line. we hit my we hit um mile 13 of of this marathon and uh and it's a good feeling you know it's it's like all right we're covering real ground here we, we're doing something with our lives i feel like not a marathon but just like a leisure run you know like this uh, is yeah, like true. the sunniest marathon i've ever been on it's leisurely it's beautiful you know there's lots of things to see you know not that's true not, not that's a trial true. you know but you know a lot of runners get like a runner's high that they really enjoy throughout you know all that running right right so you know for one of them that might be like what starcraft goes nova is for us you know right a year-long marathon (laughs) that they're (laughs) of pleasure and joy for them of course um we when last we left our heroes um nova just murdered uh this the world's uh single stupidest human being right and really into uh, and had holographic tattoos which was something you know right and uh and now she's gonna kill fagin or that's what she says i would so. love if she killed fagin because fagin the world's most dickensiest Dick- cyberpunk villain I thought you were going to say decandidiest decandidoist decandidoist villain I I mean, I don't know, because we haven't read enough of his works to really know. I guess that's true. I guess that's true. What what's your what would be your what would be your favorite way for Fagan to die? Um if he were killed by a number of working class uh felons. I Uh I think if that Uh were Yeah. That's gotta be it. Dick Dick the most Dickensiest way that he could go. The other extremely Dickensian way that he could go would be to be plowed over by a party bus. Oh my god. Yes. The party bus has to come by. Charles Dickens famously uh, Famously loved public transport. Party buses. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Big big fan of of those (laughs) back in the day. He, yeah. He would definitely be on board with that. So uh, literally on board yes. the bus. 
Yeah. Yes. Right. Right. Um, all right. Page 158. Are you ready? Yes. This is, if you're just joining us, it's chapter 11. Um, and so yeah, chapter 11 of, uh, Starcraft Ghost Nova, um, from the USA today, bestselling author Keith R.A. DeCandido, not DeCandido, like we were saying before, because that would be wrong. Horrible, um, horrible humans who say DeCandido. Obviously just not right. Um, so let's, let's keep going. When, okay, starting now, when two hours passed and the pitcher, the pitcher being, you know, our guy who we just faced off with, um, uh, the guy with the holographic tattoos, um, and the pitcher never came out of the alley, Fagin assumed that the plan didn't work. Well, Fagin, I do feel like that is a sound assumption. Mm-hmm. Given, given, given what Fagan knows about Nova, uh, I thought it was a folly to send that guy into the alley. It, personally, it, it does beg asking the question: What was the plan? Yeah, what was the plan, Fagan? I think that's a good. I think that's a good little, you know, tidbit <laughs> to chew on. There is when Fagan says the plan didn't work. There's a that 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 sentence is carrying a lot, a lot. of weight. Yeah, that a is lot. a really a lot happening there. I mean, uh, I really, I really love the next sentence, which was, "This really cracked him off." I mean, <laughs> come on, Fagin, Fagin, like, what does that even mean? Considering that you knew that this was gonna be the outcome. You knew this was going to be the outcome. I, I don't know how he saw any other outcome from this. Yeah. Um, the pitcher. Pitcher, by the way, pitcher with a capital P. The pitcher was, bo- was both his most valuable enforcer and his most useful test bed for new drugs that came on the market. His metabolism was such that his su- response to a drug was about 10% of how normal people would react. Back in the old days, Fagan had a source for some great designer drugs on Core Hall Hall 4. And sometimes, though, the drug was too intense. You didn't want drugs that killed on the first shot because then you don't get repeat business. So he'd use the pitcher. If it made him sick, it'll kill anyone else. So he knew which ones to put on the market. So basically he's lost his kind of test bed for like experimental <laughs> drugs. Okay. Hang on. Let's, let's slow down here for a second. Cause this is wild. If you really think about it, right. The picture, the picture isn't just like the picture isn't just from, from what we're hearing here, the picture isn't just uh, an effective murder machine. He is also like a, he's also a, business asset for Fagan, yeah. right? It's something Fagan, Fagan uses like a, you know, like a scientist or something to to effectively be able to, to you know, manage his, to do his, like, drug, his uh, drug distribution. So, g- going back to the plan, um, if we, if we can, if we can use that word, I'm not sure, I, I don't quite feel that that applies. Fagin's plan was to send his valuable killing asset and 
drug market testing person directly into the line of a fire of a woman who kills people with her brain. Yeah. And so that is confusing to me because first of all, if you have a valuable tester, you don't send them into die in an alley. You don't send them into the alley with a person who you literally just watch explode machines with her brain twice. You just watched her do it. You, he, he had the video, he saw her do it, and he was like, all right, time to send in something that I would be really devastated if I lost it against this person. Right, and so you're thinking to yourself, like, what is this guy doing as a valuable asset trying to kill Nova, who is yeah. clearly someone that Fagan knows is fairly deadly very dangerous very very dangerous a foolish a foolish uh escapade here you know yes it's not yeah no no you're i mean you're right i don't know what else to say it's 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 so it so boggles the mind that this is a decision that fagan would have made um i'm yeah okay let's keep going let's keep going okay so in brackets, uh, the day the Confederals newt Korhalfor was a bad day for Fagan. When Arcturusk Mansk started up the Sons of Korhal, Fagan had sent a rather generous contribution to Mansk to further his cause just because he was cracked off about the attack. Okay, so that's interesting, right? Because before we didn't know that Fagan had any connection to Mansk at all until right now, right? Mm-hmm. Like we didn't yeah. know that Fagan, we thought that Fagan was like a gangster boss, right? Like yeah. we didn't know that he was had any connection to Mansk at all, right? Yeah. And Mansk is like the puppet master of this whole thing. Mm-hmm. So like, what does that even mean? Like that is, that's crazy that we know now. Mm-hmm. That that's what's been happening. Well, it really just points to how stupid everyone else must be if Fagan has this much influence. Right, because, like, this guy is, like, a small-town, you know, working-class gangster who's trying to, like, you know, make a deal with Mansk, which is, yeah. like, he's... Mansk is, like, clearly, like, off-planet influence, right? Yeah. So, like... That's crazy. Like, you know, he's, you know, Fagan is a lot more powerful than we think he is, but also he's like a lot less powerful than we think he is. Yeah, he's somehow, he's somehow very powerful and very, very not powerful at the same time. And I, I right. don't know how to reconcile that. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, let's keep on. Um, three hours after, after the pitcher went into the alley, Nova came out. The expression on her face was much different from the one a day earlier. Okay. Like expression on her face. Like, I mean, I'm imagining a million different things where yesterday she looked starved and desperate. Today she looked angry and determined. Okay. Uh, She'll kill. <laughs> Between that expression and the fact that she survived an encounter with the picture, the picture, something no one had managed in years, 
Fagin knew he was about to have bigger problems. Okay, but like Fagin had created the situation, baby. <laughs> what the heck is going on? Uh, I I saw I saw a great tweet the other day. It was uh, someone said, "Ah, if it isn't the bridge I said I would cross when I came to it." Right. That is exactly <laughs> what Fagin's freaking problem is. He's like created this bridge that he's now going to cross. Yeah, exactly. Um, someone knocked at the door. Fagin, you got a package. A protest that he left instructions not to be bothered died on his lips. The only exception to those instructions was if a package arrived. Bring it, he said, as he touched the control that would lower the force field and open the door. Oh my god, Fagin has lowered the force field, Davey. Unprecedented. Un- that is unprecedented. unprecedented the bodyguards the are field, losing their mind. Yeah, the bodyguards are like melting on the right. spot. Um, okay. Jojo came in holding a shipping box with a holographic label medical supplies and a return address from the confederate army supply depot in grange village fagin grinned more wood came through after jojo put the package down on fagin's bed wait he put it down on his bed is that the most appropriate (laughs) place um i feel it it makes me think like fagin's like a like you know how all those he's a millennial yeah, no, that's literally, that's literally what I was going to say is he's a Twitch streamer. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have a bad frame. He literally has a bad and that's all he owns. Like, that's, that's it. it. Yeah. Um, uh, after Jojo put the package on Fagan's bed, he left. Fagan grabbed the mail scan out of his desk drawer and ran it over the package. The mail scan's display showed him an alphanumeric code, which he then entered into the keypad on the package. With a pneumatic kiss, it opened, revealing a mass of pack stuff surrounding the item he had ordered from Morwood. What the hell is pack stuff? Let me, before we get on to what the hell pack stuff is, I have just a couple quick things. One Uh is that the word pneumatic has been underlined in my book. Now, it's not in my book. I haven't seen, uh, we talked about, we talked about uh, words being underlined in my book. I haven't seen a word underlined uh, since... I want to in in well over a hundred pages. I think reeducation was the last one that was that that was on page uh, thirty three. So so whoever was reading my book beforehand was totally fine with the vocab up until this point, and then said this one I need to look up, which is weird. And then there's more coming up, which is crazy. Like I can just flipping through. I have a bunch more underlined. So we'll get wow. to that. But but um yeah. So pneumatic vocab word for the day okay um, well, what, why do you think pneumatic was underlined here because is that like an indication of like some kind of grounding mechanism in the prose like what do you think well it's got that silent p right <laughs> do you think that that is why um i'm thinking simple i'm thinking simple here uh because 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 I don't, I don't know what I, I don't know what else. What I, I'm not sure what else. What, what, what do you think? It's is there something in there that I'm missing? 
I mean, I think that the reason that someone would underline it is it seems um, vintage compared to the sci-fi language that has been uh. used. Do you know what I mean? So it seems a little bit more, um, let's say, steampunk than than sci-fi, which I think is interesting. I think maybe someone may have underlined it for those reasons, but also that seems kind of silly because pneumatic in this case is literally just a figure of speech and not really to do with world building right so yeah the 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 the, uh uh the delivery person did just bring a shipping box and dump it on fagin's bed which you know is neither sci-fi nor steampunk at all so i'm like a little all over the place thematically here it could be um, that the person literally did not know what pneumatic meant and they had to look it up. Yeah, I mean, that's that's also possible. Also possible. And, and let me, let, the other thing I wanted to say was, you know, again, coming back to Keith's um, infinite new characters policy, uh, J- Jojo is the name of the person dropping off, pack, dropping off a box for Fagin. Will we ever meet Jojo again? Oh, oh, that, I'm sorry, I've flipped ahead. We will meet Jojo again. I was just curious whether or not Keith had just given us a like, oh yeah, that delivery person. Yeah, that's Jojo. Who's Jojo? Don't worry about it. Jojo is just someone. Jojo. Yeah. I'm hoping Jojo becomes a major character. Yeah. Jojo is obviously going to be, well, because there's so many just little tiny side characters that, that don't really do anything, but we didn't even learn anything about Jojo. Like Keith's thing is usually here's what this person is going through. Here's their whole thing. But Jojo just like dropped off a package. For sure. Okay. Um, while reading over Morwood's note, he grabbed his phone, phone with an F, and called Marcus. To need Fagin, I need you to grab every haphead who's short and needs a fix and every little kid you can scrounge up, okay? I'm talking pre-Akinoid here and nobody hooked. I don't want no use. He thought about who was on his list. The one of people who were a filament away from having their heads blown off by Fagin's P220. I get Popo, Jonesy, 2-Bit, and Mags down here too. And tell them to bring all their guns. Get them here in half an hour. Um, so, okay. So, Davey, there's yeah. a lot here. There's yeah. a lot here. Yeah. Um pre-akinoid i mean i don't know I, what that means that okay here's what i thought that meant i thought that meant pre-acne right he's talking about every little kid uh he's talking about he's talking about every little kid you can scrounge up so i assume that to mean like preteen or something or like you know oh like they, they like, like they, they don't have they're... acne yet like acne right. acne means like teenager or something to them i've literally never thought about that kind of referral okay yeah um and then nobody hooked i don't want no use like what does that mean he presumably hooked on drugs but he said every hab head so that doesn't make sense nobody hooked he he don't he doesn't want he doesn't want people like marcus um but yeah, no, I don't know what that means. Nobody, I don't know what nobody hooked means. He thought about who was on the list. The one of the one of people who were 
filament away from having their heads blown off by Fagan's P220. Mm-hmm. People who are like really who have done something really bad almost. Yeah. It sounds it sounds like he's looking for disposable people, is what it sounds right. like. He's looking for a bunch of people who he can get rid of quickly, basically. So like Popo, Jonesy, Tubit, and Mags. They've all gotten on Fagan's be... bad side at some point. Yeah, time. they must be disposable, right? Yeah. And then tell them to bring all their guns. Get them all here in half an hour. Okay, so they've got 30 minutes for, like, the dumbest of the dumb to turn up, the, right? The heist of a lifetime. Right. <laughs> this is, like, Ocean's one and a half right here. <laughs> like. Is, no, like, Hagen, Fagan is about to pull off the, the like, the dumbest, plan, most planless uh, fucking caper <laughs> of all time. Right, and then Marcus is like, what do we need the little kids for? Marcus asked. Fagin frowned. Marcus wasn't usually one for asking stupid questions or any other questions. It came down to it. The hell do you care? Get it done. You scan me? Yeah, okay. Marcus didn't sound happy, though. What the flick is wrong with him? Fagin shook his head. Worry about it later. It'll keep until this business is taken care of. Right now, he had a crisis, but he'd also been given the perfect weapon to fight it. Mm-hmm. So basically, I mean- you know, like, Marcus is like, why the hell is this happening? And Fagin's like, you know, it's obvious that these kids are going to be, like, wasted, right? Like, that's his... Are we about to have, like, a Marcus comes through with his golden heart and, like, sabotages the plan in order to save the kids or something like that? I'm hoping. I'm hoping. That seems, that seems like, it seems like it's what we're heading for. Right. That seems like it's what we're heading for. Yeah. After reading. Marcus is going to become the head of the business when Fagin dies. Oh my god. Of course. Like, there's no question about that. Like, he has a heart of gold. He has a heart of gold, and he's going to lead these drug dealers into their criminal into activities it. with a with Most a beautiful drug dealing outfit. Yeah, right, right, right. And then the the talent shows are going to start up each week, and everyone is finally going to get to express right. themselves out of the gutter. Um, after after reading Marwood's note, he clipped his new tie onto his right wrist and stuck the head unit onto his ear. Then he checked the traffic sensors. Oh my gosh. The traffic sensors are favorite yeah. thing. Fagan has three traffic sensors. Fagan, that, that's how many he, he, he got from the police thing. Fagan has three traffic sensors and he has perfect awareness of where Nova is at all times everywhere in the gutter. That's like wild though, because if he has only three traffic sensors, they must cover a massive amount of areas. How? Yeah. Like these traffic sensors are like, I mean, but, but it said video. It said there was video, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It took him, it cost him a year's supply of HAB to, uh, Oh, to get access to the traffic sensors. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Sorry, I'm reading back through this. Uh, do, 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 do. No, okay, it's not three. Okay, it's, sorry, it's not three traffic sensors. It's that, I'm reading this paragraph here. It cost him a year's supply of HAB to three cops in the Southwest District uh, for him to get access. Um, 
I, I think the reason I thought that there were three was because Keith uses the word three a bunch of times in this paragraph. Every yeah. three months or so, uh, three cops. Uh, anyway. No, okay. So I guess he just has, I guess he just has access to all, all traffic sensors in, oh, yes, in the gutter. Do. Yeah. Yeah, that must be it. That must be it. Because that makes no sense that he would have three traffic sensors. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, then he checked the traffic sensors. Nova was walking right toward here. <gasps> At the rate she was going, it'd be an hour of walking before she arrived. An hour? Okay. Like, that seems a long time. To me, in a city, at least. Like an hour yeah. of walking through all the traffic center sensors, well, like that's weird. Well, that's and that's the other thing is like if if Fagan does have access to every traffic sensor in this in this whole thing, you know what is he do? How is he watching? How is he monitoring this? Does he have like ten people watching a thousand traffic sensors? You know to follow also, Nova. Like, if it's an hour through a city, like how do you know where she's going? Like right, like how yes. do you know the destination okay. of an hour? <laughs> And I was walking. And Nova, was, Nova was Nova was walking right toward here. Yeah, exactly. So if you're so yeah, so she's she's like well over, you know, uh, uh, a, at least a, a couple miles away or something yeah. like that, right? So yeah, dead dead on exactly in our direction. That's weird. The, it's but, weird you know, that like Fagan thinks that he knows where she's going. He's like, "Oh, it's going to be an hour before she gets here." It's like, how do you know that she's coming to you? First of all, she's in a city. Like, yeah, yeah. He can he can he can he can zoom in and see the Google Maps on her phone. That has, <laughs> yes, that is that has set its its destination. Right. Um. Grabbing his phone again, he called Wolfgang whenever there was a body needed taken care of before the TPF stumbled across it. Wolfgang was the one to call. Okay, but I like, like hang on. But like, Wolfgang, like Wolfgang is the one after the guy before that had like the holographic tattoos. Like, this is weird. Like, so there's a hierarchy with the bosses here, right? What do you mean? So, first of all, there is um, the pitcher. And yeah. then there's Wolfgang, right? Like, there's a hierarchy as to who is facing off against Nova here. No, no, no. But Wolfgang goes... No, no. Wolfgang goes in to clean up afterward. Wolfgang's okay. not killing her. Like, he's not sending Wolfgang to hunt her down. Right. So Wolfgang is the guy you call in. So After you like call the, the picture. Kind, yeah, right. So like, he's like the, you know, he's the Harvey Keitel. Yes, that's, ex that's exactly right. what I was thinking. So yeah. like, you're calling Harvey Keitel and Harvey Keitel is going to take care of the mass that you just made. Okay, so that's Wolfgang. Yeah. You know what's funny though, is that like, Harvey Keitel in Pulp Fiction is like this super suave, you know, like he, he, you know, he's got his shit together. He's like fully, he's, he's, he's very, very with it. Right. Yeah. And the picture is maybe the single most opposite of that description of a human being you could possibly have. 
right? right? Uh, you know, the pitcher is like the equivalent of, of you know, I don't know, like, uh, like Godzilla or or the Juggernaut or something, right? Like, yeah. So the idea of Harvey Keitel coming in and you know and saying, "All right, well, time for me to," you know, it's it, it is it is a nice combination. It is a nice combination. You know, yeah. you get you a little of your of your wild, unchecked aggression, and your little a little of your you know sort of tempered, uh, fine, fine, refined sort of approach to criminal behavior. Yeah. But now he's not going to have the pitcher anymore because the pitcher's dead, right? Think about it. Wolfgang is Wolfgang's bread and butter is the pitcher fucking shit up. Right? right. That's what you got to imagine is that the pitcher is just out here tearing bodies into like 10 different pieces. Right. And Wolfgang's like, oh yeah, baby, it's Wolfgang time. Right. Now yeah. the pitcher, what's, you know, what's the pitcher going to do? Like how, how, or excuse me, what's Wolfgang going to do without that? You know, it, like you imagine, you imagine the pitcher is always creating like interesting new messes for him you know, interesting new scenarios for him to have to scrub the evidence, right? Yeah. Like, surely there's nobody in the gutter who creates as unfathomable of messes as the pitcher does, right? right. You got to believe. Because you're like, you're thinking to yourself, like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have to clean up some some kind of bullshit you know yeah. the picture is created right like because it's, it's like it's gonna be bad right like it's but i like think he likes limb. it i think he i think he loves it i think it gives him a sense of purpose right like right? the limbs are gonna be like on top of roofs and like you know like, yeah like, it's gonna be like an eyeball in a grandma's teacup across the street yeah. you know yeah, yeah he's yeah. gonna ha- he's gonna have to go over and like fish it out and like pour her a new cup of tea you know and he's gonna like chatter up you know while while he's doing that you know ask about her ask about her grandkids, you know, whatever, yeah, like, oh, he's, he's you know, how are they doing nice. at school? Yeah, right. But yeah. that's what he likes. That's, that's what he likes. That's, that's yeah. his, that's the specialty that he brings to it. Right. Right. Is specifically to create sort of order and, and structure out of the, the, you know, wanton mayhem. Right. So, um, most crimes, the TPF would look the other way. But when bodies got knocked, they would have they had to pay at least some attention. So he had Wolfgang and Wolfgang's girls remove the evidence. After giving Wolfgang his orders and making sure he brought all his girls, as the pitcher had considerable mass, Fagan then called Jojo in and took him into the back room where his harem had their pallets. Hang on. So Wolfgang, Wolfgang has a bunch of girls who do this work as well, I guess, Um, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, Which I, 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 you know, that Harvey Keitel in in Pulp Fiction has a real like kind of lone wolf vibe. So I guess Wolfgang, Wolfgang is maybe more of a team player. Yeah, but like so Wolfgang here is essentially like he's he's got like a kind of cleanup team and they're mm-hmm. all women, I guess, which is interesting. But also not that like surprising to me, you know, as as a woman, we have a lot of experience cleaning up bloodstains, you know. Right. Um, right. So like there's not in, that much surprise there, you know. In the traditional nuclear family sense, the woman is traditionally the one who scrubs the blood off the walls. 
Right. I mean, and I would that's, say and that's just a part of, of what, keep, because, yeah. what keeps the family, what keeps the family together. You know, dad <laughs> earn dad earns an income and supports the household. Mom washes and scrubs, <laughs> but several liters of blood out of the, out of the bed sheets. Right. Uh, because I mean, frankly, you know, when your 14 year old gets their period, what are you going to do? Like, you know, make a fuss about it? No, you just clean it out of there. But like, what's interesting to me, Davey, is that more, uh, there aren't more women serial killers. I'm like, frankly, surprised. Mm-hmm. Because, do you mean in this book or in general? No, just in general. Because okay. frankly, uh, women are, Basically, once we're once we get our period, like we're pretty well schooled in how to clean blood out of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, if you're you're not, you know, conducive to living in society in the way that everyone thinks you should live in society, then like, how are you not murdering everyone? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's a sensible question to ask considering the fact that especially right now, things are crazy and society is not the greatest place to be. I mean, I don't, I don't know any, I don't know anywhere where it's like great to be right now, considering that capitalism is like totaling everything. So like, personally, I'm just like, I'm surprised that more women aren't just like, why don't we just like, kill a bunch of guys who are perpetuating this garbage but like you know i'm just i'm just surprised i'm surprised yeah. that there are not more like women who've gone batshit instead of just like the dudes who are like generally going batshit and just like being like well you know murder the feminists etc like i i don't know i'm just i'm just saying i think it's weird like i you know this is a total side note but there is a uh movie coming to netflix called kate where mary elizabeth winstead murders a bunch of people so oh, yeah. i'm i'm stoked on that yeah i don't I know how it's gonna it's, be i don't think it's weird you know like there's there's a lot of i mean i don't think it's weird in terms of like women are obviously uh socialized to uh be lovely to people like that's just our that's our main mm-hmm. thing is like you know sit down and shut up and like see you know, See that that's what I was wondering when I was reading this thing about Wolfgang and his and his girls was yeah. was how much of this is a play on traditional gender role stuff, right? right. Where Wolfgang's like, oh, you know what placates people in times of confusion and disarray is a group of lovely young women, right? Right. That's that's the thing that that calms that calms us down and assures us ah don't worry there is nothing to fear because women are cleaning up the mess now right Right. is 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 he is he like weaponizing that that perception yeah i definitely there's like a sense of calm when people like you know there's a team of women that come to clean up something there's like a sense of like oh okay it's like it's done now like everything's fine 
Right. Uh, like, like if like five guys like come to like clean up your murder scene, you're like, oh shit, like, like things are still dying. Right. You know, like it's like, it's like, not like, okay. comforting. No, no, totally. Okay. So again, going back to Pulp Fiction, uh, uh, Harvey Keitel from, from Pulp Fiction shows up at your door, any yeah. door, wherever. And you're like, uh oh, you know, he's a suave, cool looking guy, but you know, if you, you know, you fucked up. If you're seeing him, yeah, right, yeah, like, like yeah, you, you, he's a sign that you've screwed. He's, 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 a, yeah. yeah. If you, yeah, if you see Harvey Keitel knocking on the house across the door, you're like, I think I'm gonna stay inside for a little yeah, while. Yeah, like things right? are bad. Yeah, things are things are bad, and they're bad in the very specific location that Harvey Keitel is located. Right. Right. So, but if, but if there was like, um, a sort of, you know. If he looked more like a maid service with a bunch of sort of charming young women, you—that's not what you're thinking, right? That—that's—that's that's what most people are going to be like. Oh, that situation is fine, right? It, it's it, whatever's happening over there is chill with me, right? That's a—that's a perception that a lot of people are going to be carrying, which means that he can use that to get under the. He's basically like. He's basically tricking people with their their perception of of a situation like this into thinking yeah. that things are fine when they're not fine. Yeah, you're saying basically, if there are women involved, there's like a kind of implicit acknowledgement that things are okay and fine yeah. and morally okay. Yeah, yeah, it, it, more, right. right, exactly. Like the morally, morally, nothing bad could be happening. Morally, here. that's like because a number of women are involved. Like morally, yeah. it's actually something that's fine. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, I can see that, and I actually think that's a very smart play. That's what I think is that's that's what I am reading into Wolfgang and his situation right here. Yeah, and and that, and that makes the most sense to me if you are trying to clean because i can imagine i can imagine like the pitcher having gone out and you know then like well time to kill this person and he you know eats the dude's face and spits it out into you know like a baby carriage or something across the street and then the and then and then that's a terrible situation and then wolfgang shows up just like a dude here to clean shit up and everyone's like it's getting so much worse now, right? Nobody's yeah. calm. Nobody's nobody's calmed by him because the pitcher just spit a person's face into a baby carriage, right? Yeah. So, well, like maybe over time he learned he had to find a particular tack to take that would uh, maybe tend to like calm people down in some way. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, in- interestingly, wasn't? Hang on. Wasn't the wasn't Harvey Keitel in Pulp Fiction? Wasn't his character named the Wolf? Yes, it was. Yeah, he was the Wolf. Yeah, he's the Wolf. This all right. Wolfgang is just Harvey Keitel. Basically. Yeah, definitely. He's he's wearing a fucking tuxedo in Pulp Fiction. Jesus right. Christ! Yeah, he turns up like and he's like really together. Yeah, he's so together. But still, like. Still, you, I don't know, you see this guy? Hmm. Yeah. Okay, so it continues in the book. It says, all 12 of them were lounging about, some reading, some nibbling from a bowl of fruit, 
the rest sleeping. They're, you're talking about they're, they're talking about Fagin's harem here. Fagin's harem, yeah. Uh, he woke them all up and had Jojo take them to the other place. Most of them agreed right away, but typically number three asked, what's going on? Uh, ain't gonna be safe here. Fagin turned to Jojo. Anything happens to any of them. Happens to you times ten, okay? Typical Not- number three, am I right? Right, number number three. Oh, Nodding exactly quickly, like three. Jojo said, I scanned, boss, no worries. By the time Jojo cleared all 12 of them from the room, some of them were a bit languorous in their movements, not enjoying being put out. Grotto came in. Popo right, hang, on two bit- okay. hang on a second. Hang on a second. Lang- languorous underlined languorous. in my bus. It's my underlined book. in your book? Un- yes. Languorous okay, so is this underlined. Is definitely, okay, so this is definitely someone who's looking up words. Yeah, I'm no, saying. that's exactly that's exactly what I think. Yeah. Someone, someone, someone doesn't, someone doesn't know. No but it's amazing. Is. It's just amazing that I haven't. We haven't seen any underlined for a hundred pages, and then and then this person, you know, said, "Wait a minute, what are these?" Yeah, languorous is definitely a word. I mean, I guess if I was like fourteen, I would be looking that up. You know what I mean? Like that you, is a. Did you look up words when you were reading for fun and yeah. Yeah, of course. Right. Yeah, of course I did. Like, actually, I was a nerd, and like, I. It's a bit of a nerd, a little bit of a nerd. I mean, I was a nerd, and I I read the dictionary and fell asleep. Yeah, yeah, you're a little bit of a nerd. I'm gonna go ahead and say a little bit of a nerd there. <laughs> stop, stop it, Davy. I I'm very I'm highly intelligent, Davy. Shut up. Yeah. Yes, yes, I'm sorry. I for, excuse me for from just for distracting you from your reading of Starcraft Ghost Nova. Uh, shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Right, I no. Yeah, I don't right. accept. All right. The nerd. All right. I'm doing this for fun. All right. I you're you're a normal you're a normal person. Normal a, woman. A normal I'm a 36-year-old woman reading, reading Starcraft a, Ghost what? Nova. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um all right continue continue with page 161 of starcraft okay, that, like, i feel humiliated let's continue <laughs> um popo and two bitter at the door fagin they look kind of scared fagin grinned his complaints notwithstanding marcus as usual did exactly what he was told it was less than half an hour and popo and two bit were already here Okay, but like Popo and Tubit are an incredible set of names for yes, Pop- henchmen. Yeah, no, yeah. that's fantastic. Incredible. Uh, yeah, that was part of his original. Popo, Jonesy, Tubit, and Mags were his original requests. Popo, so. Tubit, Jonesy, and Mags. Good one. And it's so um, funny because we talked about this, right? Like how many of the other gangsters are named Terrence and Jeffrey and Adam right. and shit like that? We brought it up to like, we brought it up and like Keith, Keith yeah was and, like, and Keith is like they're normal people they're just they're like just regular they're names. just norm, they're just people out in the world you know they're not like right fucking super villains out here right. you know they're like we want to get on the ground floor and see what it's like for real people they're to like, go through real systemic oppression and how that affects you I know let's, let's talk about Popo and 2-Bit but like, <laughs> no. you know like there's part of me that's just like okay but Keith like someone called Terrence is not going to be caught up in this like I, I just can't believe it like there's part of me and there's just like terrence is not part of this <laughs> Let, all right here, here's all right maybe here maybe here's the important question to to unpack 
Uh, because Fagin presumably has at least some say in like how people are are called here. Yeah. Right? Um, or or in how people kind of show up in his squad. Yeah. So my question is, do people come in wanting a cool made-up name and Fagin makes them use regular names? Or do they come in wanting to use their regular names and Fagin's like, mm, nah, you're too bit. I genuinely think that Fagin makes up names for them. Like, I'm just like, Fagin is just like, that's not cool enough. Or that's Fagin, not like... Fagin was Jules and then named himself yeah. Fagin. So I think Fagin is just like, I want to be cooler than we are. Can we, can we just call Terrence, like, you know, this absurd name? Like, 2-Bit, like, you know, his name was probably, like, Johnny or something. You know? Like, mm-hmm. it, like 2-Bit is, like, that's not the way that was. You know? Yeah. Like, no, no, definitely. Yeah. Mags, like, that person was called Margaret. Let's be fair. Mm-hmm. That person was called Margaret, and then they called her Mags. Like, but, that, but Fagan that doesn't is call great. Fagan doesn't call Marcus anything. Like, Marcus is just Marcus. Right, yeah, that's but, just like, Marcus is a kind of a cool battle name, considering that you know, uh, you know, it's a Roman name, so like maybe he just kept that one. Um, hmm. yeah, you know, kind of what I here's what I want to here's here's what I want to say is that Marcus maybe Marcus did well enough in kind of the gangster situation that he earned the right to use a normal name. Yeah. That, what I what do you what do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I mean, I think that like Marcus, maybe yeah, Marcus did earn it. Maybe like I I don't know. I I, I just feel like he. I think I think there's a possibility that Marcus was just like s- sort of. Yeah, you're right. Like maybe Marcus earned it where he because it's a like, higher up because it's a higher up thing. And re- and and remember these people. Well, here's the other thing is that is that all right? Here, all right. Actually, I can't. I right, here here's here's I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot now. Fagan specifically talked about how these people were a filament away from having their heads blown off by yeah. his by his gun. So. So these are like disposable people to them. So what I like to imagine is that the, the more disposable, the when they when they start to become disposable, he gives them a wacky name. Maybe to like, maybe to like, uh, you know, like as soon as you name, as soon like as soon as you um, uh, give a pet uh, a name, then it's like you're attached to it. Well, he's he's doing the opposite. He's he's removing their real names so that when he kills them, he'll have there he'll, he'll be less. Like they'll feel less like real people to him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, like if Tubit dies, who gives a shit? Marcus, right. that's a re- that's a real person. You know? Right, like it's like like it's like a a person he knows, like kind of thing. Yeah, he's exactly. Like, he's exactly. Trying to like introduce division between him and like the lower ranks. So what what this what this introduces the idea of is that you know you show up for for a work and you're like. You're like, hey, I'm Robert, and Fagin's like, cool, yeah, you'll work over there, right? And then, and then you're doing your job, you know. And then one day, one day, Fagin shows up, and he's like, hey, Robert, how's it going, man? Yeah, no, it's good. Hey, from now on, you're gonna be Popo. Isn't that great? <laughs> and, Ro- and, Ro- <laughs> and Robert's like, oh God, no, no, fuck, 
fuck, I'm fucked. Like, as soon as he gives you the, the, the like, cool-sounding name, you're like, shit, he's gonna kill me. He's definitely... Well, like, like, you know, you get to run out for work, and you're like, hi, my name's Johnny. He's like, I'm gonna call you 2-Bit. Yeah. And you're like, okay, but, like, my name is Johnny. And he's like, 2-Bit. And you're like, no, my name is Johnny. And you're like, well, we're gonna call you 2-Bit. And you're like, okay, I'm not respected at work. <laughs> like, yeah. that's your conclusion, right? Is that that is I, how you feel. <laughs> right, right, right. Either way, it's bad. I'm just saying that, like, maybe there's a possibility that Fagan is giving them, like, some leeway out the gate. You know yeah. what I mean? Some, 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 like, you know, like, hey, impress me. Right? Yeah. Like, you show, show me. Show me that you deserve to be called Johnny. Right. Right. And then a week goes by and he's like, nah, two, two bit, two bit. That's, right. that's better for you. So I, yeah. either way, either way, it's super, it's definitely like Fagan putting them in their place. Right. Exactly. Being like, I, I don't respect you enough to call you Johnny, which is your actual name. Right. So, um, five minutes later, Jonesy came in quickly followed by Max Jonesy. I mean, Jonesy, a good name. Wait, 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 where are you? Where are you? So, 162. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're good. Jonesy was the only one of the four of them who came in with just one gun. Oh my god, what an incredible statement. So everyone else has two guns. Or more guns than, like, just Uh, one gun. Well, he said as many guns as they have. He said bring all their guns. Uh, Shrugging. He held up his Zad 50 or Z50 if you're from North America. Across the pond. Across the pond. Um, which fired seven, uh, 70 caliber bullets. I don't ever need nothing but Carla, Jonesy said with a smile. Hell yeah. His, Carla, his, Carla rolling up. Car- Carla rolling up. Uh, Carla, like our Carla? Like Carla that we know. Well, we don't no, I mean, know. I just mean the gun. I just mean, uh, yeah, you don't even know. It's just the gun, gun named Carla. For sure. Uh, his pre- predilection for naming his weapons was one of several reasons why Jonesy was on Fagan's list. Wait, okay. what is Fagan's list? Matt, no, no, no. This is the li- remember. This is what we we're saying. This is the list of people who are a filament away from having their head blown off. Right, right? because Fagan's list is like this person has to die. Right. Yeah, basically. So, so okay. So going 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 back to our scenario. Going back to our scenario. Johnny shows up. Johnny shows up for work on on. Johnny shows up first day of work. Right. It's like brand. You know, just just brought into the gang. It's like all right, come on in. And Fagan's like, hey, good. Hey, Johnny, good to meet you. And and you know, and Johnny's like, yeah, cool. Excited to do. Excited to be doing work here. And check out my badass gun named Carla. Right. <laughs> and, and then Fagan, like Fagan, Fagan like, is like this guy needs to be murdered Fagan, immediately Fagan's <laughs> like no it's a gun I'm not you don't call it Carla he's like oh yeah Carla and this one's Steven and that one's Rochester and this is Octavius and Fagan's like you know what I'm gonna call you Jonesy from yeah, now right, on like, because like the idea that someone call would call their gun Steven is actually yeah. annoying to me like yeah, so, don't call your gun Steven it's Jonesy like, that's sho- my jo- advice. Jonesy shows up wielding Steven and like day <laughs> one, he's got a nickname, you know? Wielding Steven is enough to make me like not want to write action movies ever again. Like, don't call your gun Steven. Like, no, stop. No, stop it. You know? 
Like, stop. St- Steven's here, and it's business time. <laughs> and, he's got, and he's got little quips like that for every one of them, you know, like... Carla, Carla just, always cleans up after she makes a mess, you no, know, whatever, just like stop, that. like naming her guns, like, you know, and a gun yeah. named Steven, like the worst gun, like gun, right? Like, no, Steve, no, no and, okay. All right. Let's, let's, let's go the, let's go the full, let's go the full, full, uh, the distance on this. Jonesy definitely wears a trench coat and definitely <laughs> has some fucking matrix kind of glasses that he wears definitely. probably a fedora and he's like have i introduced you to steven yet and fagin's like oh my god i can't believe i fucking hired this guy i can't believe i fucking hired this guy all right you're jonesy get out of my sight okay i'm you're only jonesy to me now uh yeah there's 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 a he's he's Fagin knows this guy is going to be the first meat shield on the front line as soon as he needs someone. Right. Um, the others had oh, real all quick, real packed... quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. I have another vocab word. Predilection. Also underlined. Oh, yeah? Predilection? Yeah. yeah. That's actually... I mean, everyone knows about predilections. I mean, sure. Yeah. Come on. Surely. Come surely. on. Come on. His predilection... For naming his weapons was one of several reasons why Jonesy was on Fagin's list. Okay, like everyone knows, like okay, like just like you know his his you know his habit, I guess, is what that is, right? So yeah, Keith, habit. way to use big words where you could have just said habit. Come on, Keith. Come on, Keith. Um, the other USA had a- Today <laughs> had a fucking USA well, Today. This is why he's a USA Today bestseller? Oh, I guess you know? so. I guess he's so, using yeah. predilection. In his yeah. in his prose, big words. Keith Keith's predilection for using big Keith's words is part of what got him on to USA Today bestselling. His authors. predilection for predilections right. is why he's on this list. Um, the others had all packed at least four guns each. <laughs> four guns? What are they doing? Okay, four guns each. Two bit went overboard. Unbought, brought ten. Okay, but like two bit, you'd think he'd buy, he'd bring two, of of course, but he brought ten. Two like, bit didn't crazy. name himself though, presumably. That's true. Uh, I can't know. I can't never figure out which one I want to use, so I like to keep my options open. You know. Okay, two bit. All right, all right, two bit. Okay, two bit. <laughs> all right. Uh, Fagin had him sit in the outer room. Ten minutes later, Marcus showed up with Gina Tyrus and a bunch of kids, all preacnoid, which was exactly what Fagin wanted. Bring the kids into the background. I keep on. an eye on them. Hang on a second. All right. I got another vocab word here. What? Preacnoid. Preacnoid. Which is funny because we saw the word preacnoid two pages ago. Yeah. On 160. Yeah. Uh but it wasn't underlined then, and it's underlined now. What? So the, so the person who read my book before read Preacnoid the first time and went, yeah, I accept Fine. that. Yeah. And then got to the second time and went, actually, what the fuck is a Preacnoid? Well, I thought that, like, it was what you explained, which is, like, you know, pre-acne, which means, like, you know, before... Yeah. I'm just wondering why former reader of mine was not was chill with it the first time basically right 
Um, I mean, it's probably because they were like, well, this is a sci-fi word, but it's not a sci-fi word. It is literally about how how mature a human is. And this, that the, is not... Acnoid isn't a real thing, right? Hang on. Wait, what's preacnoid? I thought it would be like, I thought it would be like, you know, like preacne kid. Like, yeah, no, 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 know, right. No, I'm just making sure that acnoid isn't a real thing that I just didn't know about. <gasps> Wait, right. is the are we are we the idiots? No, no, no. Actinoid isn't a thing. Keith made that up. Oh, Keith made it up. Okay. Yeah, it's not a well, thing. Well, I'm glad I just because I felt like a dumbass. Yeah, no, 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 no. I just checked. Keith made it up. But th- but you could see why this person might underline it. Man, I love Keith for making me think like I'm an idiot. Yeah. Like just <laughs> perfect. Like good one. <laughs> Okay. Every every day that I'm not on the USA Today bestselling author list, I feel like an idiot compared to Keith. <laughs> right. Oh my god, Keith is the best. Okay. Fagin looked at the other four recent arrivals. There's a girl coming here looking to do me harm. Wait, 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 wait. You wait. You skipped. You skipped ahead. You skipped ahead. No, bring no, the no. kids in. Bring the kids into the back. Wait. wait. Middle of middle of page one sixty two. That's where we were. Oh yeah. Bring the kids into the back. Have Ka- have Ty keep an eye on him. Marcus shot him a look. What? Sh- holding up a hand. This is a question Fagin could understand. He said, it's clear back there. The kids are what you call a lost line of defense. Looking cracked off at something. Marcus told Gina and Tyrus to bring them into the back room. Gina, you take care of them. They need anything? Send Ty up front. Fagan let's send let's send the woman in to take care of the children. Another another uh little uh you know not nod nod to our traditional nuclear gender role. Yeah, situation. like Fagan Fagan being a sexist. But like Yes, exactly. Let's move past Marcus's failings here. Fagan looked at the other four recent arrivals. There's a girl coming here looking to do me harm. Your job is to stop her doing me harm, okay? <laughs> I don't care what you gotta do, but don't let her back into my room. You scan me? Like, Fagin knows exactly, exactly what she's capable of. This is ridiculous. Well, they, no, he knows they're gonna kill, They're she's going to kill them. He knows that yes. at this point. He knows, he knows she's gonna kill them. So this is, again, this is meat shield duty. But basically. like, if I were Fagin, I would literally leave the gutter. Like, I don't know what you could do to stay in the gutter at this point. Like at this point, what is Fagan thinking? Like, how I'm assuming we. I'm assuming there's something about his 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 the item he got from this person that we don't know about yet. That is that's a part of this. So I'm right, right now. I'm giving Fagan the benefit of the doubt, which is not a sentence I ever really thought I would say. <laughs> right. Um. But I am. I am. I am reserving judgment for the time right. being. Three of them brightened. Bodyguarding duty was usually a choice assignment, especially since most folks knew better than to flick with Fagin. I mean, personally, a lot of the bodyguarding duty that we've already been exposed to for Fagin has been also dual duty with like being in his bed. So mm-hmm. there's like a lot going on here. <laughs> um, okay. Well, it just shows how much worse all the other assignments are right exactly 
either they'd find out pretty soon that this wasn't such a soft deal, or they'd surprise Fagin by actually stopping at Teepteek, in which case they'd have earned their way off the list. Popo didn't brighten Career them. advancement. Exactly. He was the only one of them who was on the clever side of Dim. <laughs> the clever side of Dim? That's actually quite a good term for pretty me. Good. Yeah. It's pretty good. You need four of us to stop one girl? <laughs> Hefting Carla, Jonesy said. He won't, don't worry. Yeah, Carla's in the house, baby. Heck yeah. As soon as Jonesy references Carla, Fagan's just like, God, I'm so glad this guy's about to die. <laughs> Sounding like he was getting his hopes up, too, but asked, Can we do anything to her before we kill her? Mag snorted. Only way you're going to get some snap is to kill her first. Yeah, while your sister tells a different story. Stud, you can keep up with my sister. Okay, while the banter went on for several more seconds, Marcus walked up to Fagin and talked to him in a low voice, his back to the other people in the room. Are we talking about that girl? Fagin nodded. Her name's Nova. I sent the pitcher to take her out. Marcus blinked. What happened to letting her starve on her own? You said her name's Nova Terra. <gasps> now Marcus's eyes went wide. Crap. Yeah, crap. Once I found that out, I figured best be sure. But she took the picture out. So that means we gotta get creative. Wow. It- yeah, again, the plan just makes no sense. The plan right. makes no sense. Right. Um, Like, was the idea that he would use the pitcher to kill her to just, like, remove the whole situation entirely, I guess? Like, he was just like, I don't want to deal with this at all. Maybe this more of this was explained pages ago, and I just don't remember it anymore. That's no, entirely No, it just possible. seems like, like, you know, it just seems like the pitcher was the last ditch. And these people... But to kill her, to kill her, not to like recruit her into his army. Right. Yeah. Like he was freaked out and sent the pitcher. But yeah. then when the pitcher died, he's like recruiting like dumbasses? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, and it still doesn't make any sense. Reserving judgment, reserving judgment, reserving judgment, but. Yeah. Yeah. It's not making sense. <clears throat> Okay, so it doesn't... Here, keep going, because there's a little bit more here. Okay. That why you wanted these four pan brains? Again, Fagin nodded. See how she does there, then spring the trap. Unsurprisingly, Marcus looked confused, but this time he didn't question. He knew what Nova was, after all. What about the habheads? I got preached. Seer and Diva rounding them up. She's a teep. Figure brains like theirs ought to be pretty distracting to read while these four pan brains are shooting at her, okay? Marcus nodded. Yeah, makes sense. He looked at the item from Morwood. What's the new toy? Grinning, Fagin said, insurance. Okay, right, that's the, so that's, he has a second plot. That's the first, like, okay, this idea that sending people with really, like, whacked out brains into Nova to 
confuse her with their with their weird thoughts is like the first sort of semblance of an actual smart idea Fagin's had, I think, the whole time. Yeah. I I right? think so too. Like this is the first sign that Fagin has like an alternate plan that is smart that like he could possibly outwit her with. What if part of his plan is to send in Jonesy, whose 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 thoughts are things like like, yeah, Carla's my favorite gun. And Nova's just going to be like, oh, oh, this guy. Oh, who is this piece of shit? Who, who is like, this garbage human being over here calling his gun Carla? Yeah, or like, like yeah, like the idea that like anyone might go up against her that like just has like, like abhorrent thoughts to her. Like not like, like, right. I don't know, you know, like regular abhorrent thoughts, just like his aesthetics are gross. Like, yeah, you know I mean? right, right, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, pe- you know, people, yeah, people, uh, you know, coming in thinking about, you know, like, I don't know, uh, what would be, like, Nickelback lyrics or something yeah, like that? Yeah, like, <laughs> thinking Nickelback lyrics are, like, really cool. <laughs> or, or, I don't know, like, I don't know. You know what the like those like stupid models like from 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 like uh I, every time I go into like some kind of um like nerdy comic book store they always have these like stupid models of like stuff like what are they called like they're they're like these annoying I can't remember what they're called now where they're just like these stupid bobbleheads that like you get those Funko Pops Funko Pops yeah it's like everyone is like suddenly into a funko pop of like a marvel character and i'm just like Mm -hmm. don't you know that these suck like Mm -hmm. what are you doing no so you're saying some you're saying someone who likes those things is is yes is the kind of person you would send into combat nova with their terrible terrible opinions that's right like about if you, if you people like... pe- people who thought the last season of game of thrones was the best season by far for that's this. exactly what i'm yeah. talking about right, right. Like, <laughs> the last season of game of thrones fans who like ha- who bought the funko pops of game of thrones characters you <laughs> because, are the person. because of the last season like they weren't into it but then the last season was so good that they ran out and bought all the funko pops <laughs> yes that's like that's the person i'm talking davy i'm, I'm talking <laughs> they, they should be thrown into a volcano Listen, listening to nickelback on their way to the comic store to buy the funko pops of season eight characters i'm saying like i wouldn't be sad if they were eliminated from the human race and what's and what's hilarious about that is that this book takes place in the year 2500 so if that specific person with those specific opinions comes is is hanging out that's saying that those opinions are so bad that 500 years in the future it's still horrific to even to even think about that Right, and like, what's really bizarre to think about is the fact that like, if you're a fan of Verhoeven movies when they came out, like, you only got cooler as time went on. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, like the Verhoeven fans have like matured in a way that has like actually distinguished them, but the fans of Game of Thrones have like basically uh, debased themselves over time. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not sad about saying that. I'm like, you have ruined your own reputation (laughs) in a way. Like you can say 
I mean, I feel like your reputation is intact if you only read the books. But if you're following the series, like you, you probably have ruined your well, you own can, time. Well, you can, you can, you can sort of fade into the background with your distance about Game of Thrones, or you can be like, read the first three books and then just yeah. stop there. Am I right? Right. But, but like, if you're still out there talking up how cool, you know, and like how you know how like, oh man. The, the the ending of Game of Thrones was almost as good as episode nine of Star Wars or whatever. You know, if you're out there like really talking that that kind of stuff really big, right? That's where you go off the cliff. I you feel know? like if you liked Game of Thrones, there's kind of a weird thing where it's just like what you're reading is a dramatization of UK politics like a long time ago. So you may as well just read a history book. Like I know that's really but dull see, that's, and dry that's the and thing. boring. That's that's the thing is that the the Game that of Thrones the Game of the Thrones fan base <laughs> branches. There is a there is a fucking red pill and a blue pill, right. and one of those is learning more about the one history of, of British. History. One of one right. of them is learning more about the history of British politics, and the other is listening to Nickelback on the way to the comic store to exactly buy Funko Pops. It, I can't believe you've nailed the, it in this one podcast but that's exactly what it is it's like do you like game of thrones one branch is you get more into history that actually happened the other branch is nickelback clearing out the funko pop section of your local comic book store yeah, exactly. And dragons, dragons. That is the other part of it. Is and all, yeah, dra- and all the people in that second category get nicknames by Fagan. Fagan just has to be like, <laughs> after after you saw Game of Thrones, what did that inspire you to do? Oh, oh, yeah, you got some, uh, yeah, you got some, some, uh, some Funko Pops. Yeah, hey, you're gonna be two bit, all right? Isn't that cool? And then, yeah, exactly. Honestly. <laughs> Keith has yeah. taught me a lot in this like one tiny window. I, you know, I'm just like I'm really contemplating what's happening right now and I'm thinking to myself, you know, I've learned a lot in a, you know, a couple of pages. So, thank you Keith, frankly. <laughs> Thanks Keith. Uh I feel like we're at a good stopping point here to to wrap this baby up. Uh so maybe we'll we'll bookmark it there and then nice. it looks like looks like next time we're going to be back in our in our old pal Mal's house. <gasps> I love Mal. He's my fave. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Learned a lot today. Um. We all hate Jonesy. That's oh no question. God. Yes. Jonesy is Jonesy is absolutely uh hitting up um MRA subreddits uh and shit like that. So definitely, let's all get real stoked for Jonesy's death. Um, and, uh, yeah, but we didn't meet Jonesy and that does count, uh, as our no strangers, only friends you have not met yet quota. We're 10 weeks in a row of, of success at no strangers, only friends you have not met yet. It's so hard for me to imagine this running out. I I mean, like, you know, maybe there, maybe there's hubris in that you know i no, feel I like think it will. pride cometh before the fall but i, I can't see it 
happening. It's hard to imagine. It's it's really hard to imagine this one letting us yeah. down. Like like I don't I have nothing prepared. I haven't even bothered looking or like, you know, looking for another future quote, right? If if this one fails. Right. So yeah, um, like I just can't see it. I it will never die, Davy, is my yeah. prediction. But like, you know, if we're ever proved wrong, I will absolutely I don't know what we should like, should we make a bat? Like what should we do if it ever is proved wrong? Um hmm. That's a good question. Uh if we're ever proved wrong. Mm. Should we eat a page of the book Starcraft to Ghost Nova? <laughs> I'm serious. Like, should I choose a page to eat? Um, like, the page right. on which... This, this book has been in print for... Uh, was was in print 15 years ago. My copy of StarCraft Ghost Nova looks like it has uh, been through a lot of... In those 15 years. Mine too. Like, my, I dislike my copy the, looks now, like it I, has ingested, like... Years and I, years I handle. I personally handled both copies. Your copy is nicer than mine. All right, your copy is definitely nicer than mine. So I, I'm get. I feel like I'm getting the the short grift if we eat a page. Okay, so Davy. Yeah. The thing is, though, this is the price we pay. This is the price we pay for being uh... super So what I'm saying to you is. I'll, like I'll, both of I'll, our copies, personally to me, both of our copies, I would say, look like they have ingested some years of human skin and oil from turning the pages. I, I will I will eat a corner of a page of Starcraft Ghost Nova. Corner? That is such a cop out. You have to eat a page. I'm sorry. You have to cook it and eat it, or you have to literally just like suck it up and eat the page like right, fine, like, fine, like you could cook fine. it in spaghetti like i don't care like tear it up and put it in a ragu i don't care davy you have to eat the page i'm sorry all right fine i'll eat the page jesus so Christ, if so okay page. so like we we both agree that if the yates is proved wrong we eat the page we're at all right, right. all right we eat the page all right fine Okay. All right. I, will, I swear, one hundred percent, I will film myself doing it. Ugh, I hate this so much. I hate. I honestly hate this. I really, I really, I'm really glad hate, you hate it. it because, frankly, this is the dedication. This is like mm. this is how dedicated we have to be. All right. Fine. Whatever. Okay. Good. I'm glad All right. that you said Jesus it live. Christ. Okay. Good. Jesus Christ. Thank all you. right, all right. We'll eat a page. Fucking whatever. Uh, oh my god, I can't believe I'm, <laughs> I'm so still glad doing this. God, so I can't believe I'm still doing this goddamn podcast. What the fuck are we doing with ourselves? Let's just read. Let's, can we just read the book and be done with it? Jesus no, Christ. it's a it's a freaking patent. <clears throat> if you want to tell us uh, which of the two outcomes of uh, Game of Thrones fandom you ended up in, uh, send us an email at theinspirationalquarterly at gmail.com. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and please, Keith, keep introducing new characters so that I don't have to eat a page <laughs> of your book. 
<laughs> Please don't. Oh my god, I want I want to see this video so bad of Jamie cooking and eating a page. Oh my god. All right, whatever. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get back to this next time. Uh, all right. Well, did, anything else? Anything else to say? Any other stupid ideas? That's it. That's, That's all my it. stupid That's, ideas. All the for dumb this ideas. Week, all the Davey. dumb ideas. All right. More dumb ideas from Kara next week <laughs> on the Inspirational Quarterly. Let's get the fuck out of here. Thanks, Keith, or whatever. All right. Thank you, Keith. And here's the warp drive or whatever. I don't care anymore. Thank you.